No GameStop, no problem. Sony wants you to buy direct. Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing partner of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a bit of interesting business news. Uh, as you might have seen, Sony put up a PlayStation State of Play yesterday. It was about 20 minutes long. But they didn't actually include in that state of play what might be the most interesting kind of transformation of how they intend to sell their physical goods, their hardware and physical copies of the games that they intend to sell to the consumer. And that was announced really about 20 minutes ago. This was brought to my attention uh, on Twitter uh, by someone that follows my Twitter account. And he said, Hoglaw, this seems interesting for a virtual legality. Not sure of the direct legal impacts, but there may be some speculation on contracts with retailers or something else. And that was in respect to a blog that Sony just put up, and it actually shows right here, is 33 minutes ago as of the taping of this video, that starting today, you can buy PS4 consoles, accessories, and games directly from PlayStation. Now, we're going to look at their blog in a second. I have to take a step back because I have to admit... I didn't actually realize that you couldn't purchase things directly from, in this case, Sony. And, and taking another step back as a corporate lawyer, it's always interesting to me, right? PlayStation is a branding name. It's not a subsidiary. It's not a separate company from Sony. We're going to look at their blog, and we're going to see that their actual website for direct sales relates to Sony, Computer Entertainment of America, uh, and, and various other names for the Sony Enterprise. And they do have subsidiaries within that group. But nothing that I, as far as I know, it, that is named PlayStation. So they use it as a brand name. They say you can buy from PlayStation. They really mean that you can buy from Sony. That's why I named the video what I did. But I didn't realize that you couldn't buy direct from them. And to kind of understand why that's interesting, I think if you follow virtual legality, if you follow the business of video games, or really any other kind of wholesaler, retailer, manufacturer relationship, you have a kind of implicit understanding of how this works. When you manufacture something like a PlayStation 4 or a television or a refrigerator, and you want to get it in the consumer's hands, you can sell it to them directly, but you've got a problem with actually getting their eyeballs on your goods, or you can sell it through a retailer. And a retailer buys your goods in general. There are other ways to do this, but they buy your goods at a set lower price, and they sell them into the stream of commerce to the end user, the consumer, at a higher price. And that's where the retailer makes their money. But because of that lower price kind of setup, the manufacturer loses some bit of the value of their good as part of this sales chain. So if Sony sells a PlayStation 4 to Best Buy, or even if they give them the PlayStation 2 sell and they're going to split the profits afterwards, which is more likely in these circumstances, then Sony is saying, hey, we're going to cut a percentage off of the top of what we make. It's why when we look at the sales of physical video games and you say, hey, they're $60, the developer sold a million copies, they made $60 million, that isn't true. Right, The developer gave some of it to its publisher. The publisher gave some of it to its retailer. They might have given it to some other people in the chain of commerce, whether it's pressing CDs or doing something else. And at the end of the day, the developer makes a significant amount less than the $60 that the consumer pays at the counter at the Best Buy or the GameStop or where have you. In the digital age, and in particular in 2019, one of the interesting questions that we have been asking around the industry and we've been looking at how different folks are dealing with it is what should that cut be? When we talk about digital ones and zeros, should Steam really get 30%? Is Epic Game Store's 12% realistic? Or are they hamstrung in providing the services that customers desire for a platform like that? In the physical world, we have a different situation. We actually have folks that because of the migration to digital are causing significant ripple effects across the industry as to how to get physical products in the hands of consumers. What makes sense? 
from a retail standpoint. And I look at this as really being a response to those actions. Uh, we have retail really having difficulties going against Amazon in terms of physical shipping capabilities, digital in terms of the instant access that people can have for their video games, for their movies. And I am certainly symptomatic of that. I, 10 years ago, had a weekly trip to the Best Buy where I would go. Sometimes I would take my wife and we would go. We'd go to dinner and we'd look at what the new movies and video games for the week were and we'd buy them and we'd come home. And that has changed substantially since we did that in so far as now we have New Game Tuesday and we have New Movie Tuesday and we go and we look at our Voodoo subscriptions and other things and we do the same kind of thing but online and we have it streamed and beamed to our houses. So that's having a ramification across retail. And we're going to talk about the main impact from the video game side of things on that with respect to GameStop in just a second. But let's take a look at what actually Sony announced today. And it says, purchase PS4 consoles, accessories, games directly from PlayStation starting today. Today, we're launching our own online store to offer these consoles, accessories, and games, and to more directly from PlayStation for fans and gift givers in the US who can find us, who can visit us at a single destination. Integrated within the PlayStation.com website, you can now easily navigate from hardware and game product information pages directly to purchasing these PlayStation products from our store, ranging from the consoles, the PS4, the PS4 Pro, and the PSVR systems, as well as headsets, DualShock 4 wireless controllers, PSVR accessories, a selection of physical games, and voucher codes for PS Plus subscriptions. The selection of physical games is interesting there because that is really what you are most likely to buy. That's your, your most common interaction uh, with Sony, with PlayStation, because you only really need to buy the hardware once, God willing, and certainly these things fail. But they also say with plans to expand down the line, our initial selection is as follows, and it's, and it's the Sony exclusives. It's what you would expect. They're selling their Sony games uh, directly. There is an open question as to whether or not they would entertain having more third-party products sold through the PlayStation Store. They can eliminate the cut that goes with retail. Maybe they can offer a better cut to third parties, especially if they are already in a marketing arrangement. One of the things we saw from State of Play yesterday is that Call of Duty and Activision continues to have a PlayStation marketing arrangement, which has resulted in a year-long exclusivity period for one of the modes in the new Call of Duty, which has created its own set of ire around the internet and on social media. But if you have those marketing combinations, Perhaps it makes sense for Sony to be able to sell through your products directly from their store. And maybe this is a foothold on that. Maybe this is a starting point for that because we are living in a world at this point that is moving away from kind of big box, generally speaking, all you can buy, whatever you're looking for, retailers like a GameStop in the world of video games, like a Best Buy just in terms of electronics in general, and moving more towards these kind of portals, moving more towards these direct sales avenues because those retail brick and mortar stores aren't making a lot of sense in the modern economy. And I think Sony sees that it's long been a question as things shifted towards digital and as we anticipated might shift a little bit more in the PlayStation 3 era has shifted in the PlayStation 4 era, and I think everybody anticipates will shift even more in the PlayStation 5 era. You know, What do you do to move your boxes? Because at the end of the day, yes, it's great people are buying digital video games, and it's great that to some extent, if you're Sony, you can get rid of the middleman, you can keep all that value for yourself, but you're going to cut the legs out of that middleman, and you still need to get boxes into people's hands. And what that relationship with Amazon looks like if GameStop goes away, what that relationship with Best Buy looks like if GameStop goes away, or again with Amazon, if Best Buy and GameStop go away, or they don't sell your products because you're undercutting them on the, the game sales themselves. So this appears to be, for me, looking at this from afar, as a stopgap, right? People are going to continue to move into digital sales, 
GameStop is not going to be as prevalent, which is one of the things we want to talk about in just a second. And Sony has to look to say, okay, there are still consumers out there that need physical goods. They want physical copies of the games. But more importantly, from our perspective as PlayStation, to start this whole daisy chain, we need to get the box under people's television sets. And if we're offending GameStop, or if GameStop doesn't exist anymore in your town, we need to think of a good way to do that. And we don't want to be negotiating against the Amazons and the other shipping magnates of the world without some point of leverage. And this is that point of leverage. This is them saying, okay, if at the end of the day, in an apocalyptic scenario, we can't get the deal we want with Amazon, we can't get the deal we want with whoever it is that we might be able to place these boxes for sale to the stream of commerce to end user consumers, we at least have some mechanism, methodology, that we can get these boxes under your TV. And that's what we're looking to do with this process. Now, I find it fascinating because this is a transformative type thing for Sony and for PlayStation. And it will be interesting going forward how somebody like GameStop responds, how the stock market responds. GameStop has very little money in the stock market left to give. Uh, but at this point in time, this is a big this is a big deal because PlayStation is the most popular console uh, in the world right now. Um, and uh, the Switch is having uh, its moments as well. And the Xbox to some extent, but the PlayStation is still, as far as I know, the most widely adopted console uh, globally. And so to have this kind of direct sales mechanism be started uh, is an interesting kind of facet to it. Um, also, I noted here that the PlayStation Plus members who are signed in are eligible for free one-day express shipping, which goes on the bullet point checklist of things that you get with PlayStation Plus, right? So this is another thing they can put on their list of things that PlayStation Plus does for you, which right now is essentially you can play multiplayer on our systems uh, and you occasionally get a free game, some of which you might not already own. Uh, and now they can say, oh, you also get free one-day express shipping on their physical goods. And now, I don't think that this is intended to be entirely separate from their digital landscape. I actually thought about this. I thought about what PlayStation and Sony was doing, and I was reminded of what Voodoo started doing, which is Walmart's owned video uh, movie streaming service, movie and television streaming service, which is what I use in general for my accounts. And they started a while back allowing you to buy the physical versions along with the digital versions directly through their interface. So you see here, as we highlight it, Men in Black International. I had to look for a movie that I didn't own. So this this was one that I don't own. Uh, you've got a rental option, which is uh, you can spend a small amount of money to have it access to it for a couple days. Um, and you can own it at kind of a normal price, $19.99 for all the versions and the various resolutions. Or you can, you know, pay... 10 cents less to also own the physical version, the Blu-ray, to get it out of their warehouses and into your door if that's important to you and if you have problems with the streaming and the black levels and other things that come with even having a, a really good streaming solution like Voodoo is. Uh, and so I imagine that when we enter the PlayStation 5 era, we're going to see something like this where you've got uh, the Last of Us Part 3, you've got a menu like this. Yeah, absolutely download it digitally. Maybe for a little bit of extra money, you can get a digital copy and a physical copy sent to you at the address that we have on file for you from Sony. We can start moving these things. We can get rid of the middleman. We can be your one-stop shop. And also, if you're paying us that yearly annual recur re recurring revenue for PlayStation Plus, we can promise you it next day. This is as instant gratification as physical gets. Sony's going to take care of you. Just give us that 60 bucks a year. And it's another bullet point 
for what they might see as flagging sales. I know I haven't been using PlayStation Plus. I, I don't think I've been subscribed to PlayStation Plus for some time since I moved over to Game Pass and Microsoft. And this is another volley in that kind of continuing jostling between these two relatively friendly rivals at this point in time in the video game industry, which is that Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate, Xbox Live is such a good deal right now with what Xbox was offering as of E3 on, uh, their, their dollar offer on Game Pass and things of that nature, that PlayStation and Sony has to be looking for things to sell their PlayStation. PlayStation Plus. And one day express shipping of whatever you want to order from the PlayStation Store and presumably have it be integrated directly with your interactions with the console at some point in time is a nice thing to put on the PlayStation Plus bullet statement of things, right? You get this one day express shipping, that makes you justify your $60 a little bit more. Maybe we get a few more subscriptions and that helps our bottom line, helps our bean counters be happy about what we're doing at PlayStation here at Sony. So I think it's all part and parcel of, of one thing. I wanted to show you what this uh, actually looks like right now. Uh, we see here, this is their website, 4K TV Gaming and More. It's kind of a standard showroom type look at what the PlayStation is. Here's the games. They're kind of standard pricing. I didn't see any significant discounts on any of this uh, as we looked at it, but that will be an interesting thing to follow as well because, again, Sony exists here to cut out the middleman, but they don't want to cut them out so much that they are essentially blacklisted from selling their hardware. This is going to be a stopgap. This is going to be a limited mechanism avenue to sell these products for at least some time. And you don't want to just go and have those contracts that you have with GameStop and Best Buy and Amazon or whoever else look at you and have that conference call and say, you can't, you're, you're undercutting us. You're killing this relationship. This is a relationship of trust. We're going to have to do something about this. You don't want to make those enemies right now. So you're going to take your time. You're going to have the prices be what they are. And potentially you're going to look at discounts and what that cadence should be for making the most possible amount of money out of this. But I would be willing to bet that the integration here at PlayStation.com is a first step to full integration, probably in the PlayStation 5 OS as a starting point, that you can buy physical goods directly from your PlayStation 5. And if you're a subscriber to PlayStation Plus with one-day express shipping, how about them apples in November of 2020 or whenever the PlayStation 5 launches? That would be, my bet is for the end game here. But the real reason that I wanted to talk about this video just kind of at the outset was not just to kind of predict what Sony's doing with this, why it's happening now, uh, but also exactly what's happening in the marketplace. This is one thing I wanted to flag for you just because we talked about this. The the, uh, the website here is Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe Limited. Uh, as you can see, Sony Interactive Entertainment is the name for PlayStation, even if they use the brand name, but it is it is funny to me. Yeah, buy it from PlayStation, but know that it's, it's, it's Sony uh, at, at the end of the day. But what I wanted to talk about was GameStop, right? We've had videos in virtual legality already talking about GameStop's difficulties. They had tried to put together a, a sales offer. They thought that that was going to happen earlier this year. You can look in virtual legality for videos that I did when GameStop stopped trying to sell itself, which is never a good sign. That means that they had diligence done on them and that every investor, every acquirer looked at it and said, we don't think we can make money with this. And so new chief executive officer, whole reorganization of GameStop has been happening this year and it hasn't been working out terribly well. I've pulled up an article from Game Daily Biz and uh, journalist Mike Futter here that's called GameStop Suffers Another Round of Layoffs, Game Informer Editors Affected. If you followed this at all, this happened at the end of last month. But suffice it to say, GameStop stock continues to drop as the video game retailer lays off editors and staff across a number of departments. 
GameStop stock has been in free fall. In June, the share value was under $5 a share after the retailer missed earnings expectations by $90 million. That's the expectations that were already depleted from what has been happening with GameStop revenue as it is. As operating income and profits dropped sharply, the share value is now under $350. The company is desperately trying to reshape its retail presence and overhaul its corporate profile as it attempts to rebrand itself as a destination for esports tournaments and a community hub. As it works towards that goal, we're likely to see more casualties of the retail outlet's failure to adapt to a video game market focused on digital distribution. And that's really the crux of this whole thing. Sony's doing this, yes, because now's the time to strike. To get rid of the middleman, it's immediately before a next generation that you can kind of smooth this all out the year before it happens. But ultimately, regardless of whether GameStop survives, and GameStop was a major piece of understanding the video game business puzzle for the last decade or more, if GameStop survives, it's not going to survive in the same manner or look that it has survived these past years. If you look at their financials, and there are other articles on Game Daily Biz that talk about these, that do deep dives on these, they aren't making money on video games. They are making money on tchotchkes. They are making money on collectibles. And they are very likely to lean more into that. They are very likely to be essentially a kind of a gift shop with a video game and a kind of video game culture theming with maybe a lounge appeal and esports tournaments that they try to sell to. I have no idea whether it would work. I have my doubts. But even if it does work, even if GameStop stays as a brand name that you recognize, it will not be focused on retailing physical goods. It will be doing something else because it has found it can't make money in that environment with the digital landscape of 2019, 2020, and on. So Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and anybody else that really wants to get involved in the video game industry has to decide, has to figure out what the future looks like. Digital distribution, yes, great, awesome. Although you are seeing court challenges, legal issues with whether or not 30% should be permitted, whether or not Apple and other walled garden uh, manufacturers should be allowed to set that number without any kind of market pressure. You are seeing the courts in various places in various circuits of the United States discuss that question. Certainly if that becomes a problem, that's going to have an issue for Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo and their digital distribution. You saw last week we talked about a French court deciding that Steam couldn't say that people couldn't resell copies of their digitally licensed games. If that were to come and filter out across the gaming landscape, that would cause issues for all of these software and, and, and hardware manufacturers. And so you are right now in the year 2019 looking at a video game industry that doesn't know what it's going to look like in five years. You have all of these different questions and you have all of these companies like Sony, like PlayStation, trying to decide exactly how best to navigate what is going to be a tumultuous period in the industry. And this is one of those steps today, this morning, with Sony announcing that you're not going to be able to buy direct from PlayStation. Sony's not going to have to pay that percentage interest to the retailer or to other folks in the chain of commerce. And Sony's going to collect that money. But more importantly, I think from Sony's perspective, they're going to be able to survive what are the... the, the Rocky Shoals that are upcoming if they can control the entire stream. If you your only interaction is getting on the PlayStation 5 saying, yes, I would like a digital and, and physical copy of God of War 2, Sony can take care of that. They don't need to worry about all this other stuff. Uh, and I think that's really to their benefit. That's how they sold it. And whatever back-end infrastructure and, and real-life infrastructure and in terms of warehouses and inventorying and things like that were needed to make this work, I think that was the sales pitch is that they can get this 
out. They can help the survive GameStop potentially going under other changes in the video game industry, and hopefully put people in a better position of strength for the PlayStation 5 era as a sales pit for PlayStation Plus and as a kind of counter volley to what Microsoft and Nintendo are doing with their own services. So as always, this is a very interesting, very early kind of uh, predictive understanding of what's happening with Sony and PlayStation. Uh, But I like to have these discussions from a corporate lawyer's perspective. I do mergers and acquisitions and contracts and discuss these kinds of things with my clients all the time. So if you like this, this has been Virtual Legality. Please like, please subscribe. Please share it around, especially as a news item, because I think this is brand new as of today. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it on a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.